0: look at is there a version of you right that will that needs to be killed left in the same hey this is blake sloan i've been selling real estate over 14 years our team of highly trained professionals along with our unmatched marketing has sold thousands of homes here in the myrtle beach area and this is how we do it lost in business and it comes from exodus um, it talks about moses anybody know that story about moses in exodus at all Joe does talk to Joe about earlier, but uh, it just talks about an example. that says, after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were hard at work. He saw an Egyptian beating one of them. Moses looked around to see if anyone was watching. Then he killed the Egyptian, hid his body in the sand, right? Which is a saying of what most people don't really know that, that he did that. But he went and saw his people being mistreated, right? Went he had to kill that Egyptian and then bury him in the sand. Pretty savage, right? A lot of times you have to ask yourself, is that something I do or something somebody would do? And the second part of that talks about when Moses went out the next day, he saw two Hebrews who is also what he is in that scenario, technically, right? So, and it talks about, which is those would be his people. He went out to the man who had started the fight asking, why are you beating up one of your own people? The man answered, who put you in charge and made you our judge? Are you planning to kill me just as you killed the Egyptian, A.K. the guy yesterday? You guys with me on that? So obviously, what's that make him think? I didn't think anybody saw me. He thought he looked around both ways, but realized that he did get seen. Which obviously, at that point, is going to do what? Escalate, escalate by what? Uh, escalate the, the thing when you think you're not being seen. You're being seen. Well, he's going to have somebody coming after him. Who do you think that is? The king. Right? So the next part, this and this is obviously depends on what version you're reading. I did one that's easy to understand for you guys. This frightened Moses because he was this frightened Moses because he was sure people must have found out what had happened. When the king heard that Moses what heard what Moses had done, the king wanted to kill him. But Moses escaped and went to the land of Midian. Right? So what does that mean? He saw people being abused, right? They're abusing his people. Moses made a decision right there to kill those people, bury them, thought he got away with it. Then what happened? The king. Wanted to kill him. There's a long backstory behind him and the king as well. But the reality is he had to run to obviously the mountains, is what you call it, right? And so what does that say right there? And it builds up, makes sense in a minute. Anybody familiar with this at all? Anybody know what happens next besides Joe? No? Alright. I'm gonna build this, it makes big sense, right? So he went there. Gets to the part where uh Talks about. I'll get to the easiest part where you guys can see. The other part, first part there, right? Here it goes. God all of a sudden speaks to Moses in the next chapter, right? And it's gonna make sense in a second. But one day Moses was taking care of the sheep and the goats of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and Moses decided to lead them across the desert into. I don't even say it, Sinai, the holy mountain. There was an angel of the Lord that appeared to him in front of a burning bush. Moses saw the bushes on fire, but it was not burning up. This is strange, he said to himself. I'll go over and see why the bush is not burning up. When he, obviously, when the Lord saw Moses come near the bush, he called him by name, and Moses said, here I am. God replied, don't come closer, take your sandals off the ground where you're standing by. I'm the God who was worshipped by your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. Long story short, at that point, the Lord tells Moses, what, Joe, you know, Remember? He's the one that's going to lead his people outside of Egypt, right, to the Holy Land, right, from slavery where they had been slaved. Does that make sense, you guys with me on this? So Moses sees his people being abused. What's Moses do? Kills the man that's abusing his people, right? And then what's he have to do? He has to flee, right, because why? He's being persecuted. People come after him and try to kill him, rightfully so, in what he did. Right? And then all of a sudden, what do he find out? He's well, not He's the, guy that's saved. the Lord has picked him, right? And he finally got this message in that scenario to do what? To right? And that leads to another crazy bunch of different stories, but it's interesting to talk about because obviously this here is a dilemma, right? And it's interesting to look at how this relates to us, and obviously it's not quite as savage. but if you're joking talking in jail this morning, you don't realize a lot of times how savage these things were. Today's time, they're worried about, you know, pronouns and this and that and what's going on. And the reality in those days, things are very, very savage, just kind of like the world in general overall. But it talks about this dilemma, and it kind of looks in regards to kind of what happens here. And we talked about this before. Moses did something here. All of a sudden, he's being attacked to be killed, which is all of a sudden, what is that? the The pit, right? And up here, he goes up, does the stuff, had to run. Sure, it's not the greatest to do so. Runs to the mountains. All of a sudden, he gets here, and God tells him, hey, look, here's your purpose, right? Which goes from this pit to peak that we talk about. But here, he had to do something that was very difficult, right? To leave, to run from what he knew and where he was at, to get to this peak here in that regard. And everybody talked about how this relates to us, and we went through different stories, and we talked about, right, a lot of people tend to just avoid the pit, because it's two scary. Different things they do. We talked about very difficult to kind of. Just, to, I talked to Joe. I was like, man, I kind of really didn't want to go here, but it's interesting. What do you think that means, Kyle? Well, uh, some bad habits that you know that is a part of you that needs to be left behind for you to reach the peak. Yeah, we talked about this all the time, right? And so that's the one question talked about. How many of you know there's a virgin that must be killed in order to get what you want? Right? If he wouldn't have killed the man in that scenario, which I'm not saying is right or wrong. Obviously, some very, you're trying to translate some very savage stuff going on in that scenario to today's time, this example. But if he wouldn't have killed that man there who's abusing his people right? and gone out into the pit in this very difficult time, he wouldn't have had God speak to him necessarily, at least in the, the, the actual book so far, that he gives him his purpose of what it is and obviously it leads him to a whole new journey. Right? But for all of us, there tends to be this version of us that's what? that's abusing you and your business and how you operate and how, what you do and all these things is very interesting, right? There's a version of you that's holding you back, right? But in this example, right, Moses kills the Egyptian, gets a message from the bush, right? And so there's a version of us that does what, right? And so how long do we let the person that constantly is abusing? You? Well, one of some things I wrote down too is, right, a version of procrastinates that lies, that pushes out what needs to be done, that avoids the work, avoids conflict, right? Avoids certain things that we have overall, right? That sedates through all kinds of different things, whether weed, pills, whatever it is. There's a virgin that we're being held hotches by ourselves. when you got to ask yourself the question this, what's the narrative that I tend to tell myself to give myself permission? What's the narrative I tend to tell myself, give myself permission to hold myself in that spot? We all do, right? Maybe think deep about it. Oh man, this happens a lot in real estate. Why? Because we all tend to know what to do a lot of times, we just don't do it, or we relate and go right back to what? The old patterns that we're comfortable with, how we operate before, how we did, and that's one thing we talked about in my group, and said, look, it's terrifying look and notice sometimes that there's primal flaws and patterns in how we operate, right? Primal flaws and patterns in how we operate. I talked to Alex yesterday, a message, and when I got back, I was just observing, listening, And you heard like there's two people that talk to like more people than everyone else together yesterday in the morning. I told Alex, man, it's interesting. I always watch that happen where two people talk to six or seven people, but eight people won't talk to anybody. And what do you think kinda leads to that sometimes? In the same three hour period. Yeah. Are they making the actual number of dollars, number one? Number two, are they actually making dollars with intensity? Number three, right, are they just avoiding the work altogether? And if they are making Dallas and not getting an answer, what do I want to do? And so sometimes there needs to be a part, but a lot of times what I notice is what holds that person in that spot where they just don't get the result? And it comes down to the narrative of the person that you've been and who you are, right? And we all have that in meeting, how I eat, certain patterns, all these things we have to have, and so we constantly have to be willing to do what? Am I willing to kill that version of me? That version of me that is driving these patterns, the behaviors, and those things that hold us back. And I always made myself wonder, why can't people do it? Because a lot of times we're too scared to look at it. We're too scared to step back and look in deep inside. It keeps me from doing what I need to do. And I'm going to have you guys consider the reason I want to share this today is because I think it's a way to unlock it. And you'll never get to the bush and get the message and get what you want in terms of purpose unless you're willing to kill that man or woman that's abusing you on the inside. All right, and so the next question you have to yourself in, in, my, in my scenario here is, am I willing to die to get where I need to go? Not figuratively, right? Is that the word? Not, not actually, just figuratively. And that's the question a lot of people say they want success, they want to make a lot of money, make multiple six figures, all these things. But when it comes down to the rubber hitting the road and actually taking the action or making the changes or changing the patterns or cutting things out of your life or cutting people out of your life, Right, Because any time you make a change, what comes with that? Persecution, resistance. People you used to hang out with no longer have that relationship with them where they think differently of you. or you're. And so any time that someone's made a, an actual commitment, there's massive persecution. The same thing happens to Moses going forward. What happens, Joe? You remember? Well, he, they tries, I mean, he tries to lead them to the promised land. It's forty years. For forty years. And what happens to his people? Uh, they eventually make it, but he doesn't. They turn on him, though. Just people turn on him, right? After he makes this decision here and what his purpose is. And so anytime we make that decision and make difficult decisions and go through the pit, right? There's going to be some resistance in what we have. Our family, our friends, or whatever it is. But just like Zach talked about, it's tough to do. And so what most people do is they get here. They know what they need to do, but they don't actually make the decision. Why? Number one, denial. And a lot of times, number two is we do what? We avoid the pain. Mm-hmm. People naturally avoid the pain of the pit because they don't want to get to where it's uncomfortable. Making the phone calls, hearing the things, doing the extra work. Am I getting up early? Am I staying late? All these things are decisions that you make for me to kill the version of me that's holding me back. But the problem is it's very scary for me to get down here into this place that's a pit. Why? I don't have you consider you're never going to get the message from the bush. Without being willing to kill the man or the woman that you are here and go into the pit. And that's Everything here, right? It's a parable. It's an example of a parable, right? A story, but I, I really relate to this in a way myself. Right? It comes down to am I willing to actually die? Like Zach talked about, you know what to do, but you're stuck in this dichotomy of do I move to the other person or do I stay where I'm at, where I'm comfortable? And Muslim, have you considered today that you're never going to make it to the place of the bush and get the message, A.K. what your promised land is and what you want without being willing? to kill that version of who you are and push through and have the pain to go through the pit. And that pain can be what? The new discipline, the new action items, going through, not understanding, not learning, right? All these things, no matter what level you're at, there's a piece of you here that's got to be willing to are done. And so that's the one thing he wrote down is every day, each one of us is given the opportunity to kill the Egyptian and bury him in the sand. Every day. Meaning that, what I got to do? Get up. Kill that version of me that's got the bad habits, the bad patterns, the bad things that, that hold me back. And it's got to be a daily decision. Why? Because it doesn't happen instantly. But I want you guys to listen and come back to this and talks about, and the one thing, last thing on this piece of this is what's the narrative that's currently wrecking you? What's the narrative that's currently wrecking you? And really when I mean wrecking you, I mean what? Your results. This could be in business, number one. Number two, relationships. Right? There is a version of you that's that Egyptian that's beaten you as you. We all have this piece of us, and it's the dark that we don't like to talk about, but that's where your biggest point of leverage is going to be. What's the narrative that's currently wrecking you and continues to hold you back from the bush? And seeing with eyes you've never been able to see before. And so it talks about really having to be willing to, to step back, and have a look at or been willing to look at in the past. And I don't think it's so much that we don't know it, it's that we're not willing to look at it a lot of times. We do it over and over and over and over, right? And it's just important to look at and understand in terms of what we do here overall. And the one thing I wrote down here I didn't get to, I'll we'll move on from this, right, is that if you avoid killing the man, you're going to contract and go into scarcity much of the time. Why? Because you know what you need to do here to that version of you, but well, what do we do? We let them live. We back down and we continue on our old patterns in all ways. And ultimately, it takes us back to a place of scarcity. And so I like to have the, the example of what you're talking about is either way, when you avoid that, you're going to have a pit. I'd much rather have the pit that I choose and that I decide on versus the one I naturally fall in by, by avoiding the word. And so if I choose that and I plunge through here, the faster I come out of this, the higher my peak is and the better I'm off in the long term. That makes sense, you guys? And so. Dilemma is this thing here. I can't really see my, my drawing now. Is this pit versus peak dichotomy that we're always in. And really, Zach kind of broke that down for us. Is we know, and then what happens? We're stuck in that decision making process of so do I do it or do I not? We got to get clear on what we want, what we want long term, ultimately. And is that actually serving us? Is that narrative I have served me? This is true from do I call the leads to do what I eat? Last week, even, sometimes I'm like, man, I know I need to get a chicken breast and some salad. Right. But when I'm not in town, what happens? What I usually not order chicken breast, chicken breast and salad. Why? You know, because that person to me still lives, who makes that bad decision over and over and over again in that piece. And so we do the same thing at every level, but it's not until we wake up and have eyes to see. But you guys write that down. Eyes to see. Meaning that can I actually see that I'm saying to myself in the narrative of me that's holding me back and keep me from being who I want to be as a father. As a mother, right, husband, wife, whatever it is, but more importantly also in business so I can make the decision that get me to where I want to be, which is what? My promise laying here. And the point I share that is it's not going to be easy, but it'll be worth it. All comes down to our small personal decisions we make when no one's watching. Every day. And so last piece of this is I got to get up and tell myself I have a decision today. Do I kill the Egyptian? The Egyptian that's abusing me and my, my lifestyle and where I want to be. Right? It's a little deep, right? You can feel the energy on that. Like I said, I debated doing it, but I think if for a few people, if it helps one person realize, like, look, I can make a decision here and change to kill this person that's holding me back. Right? Because I can teach you, but I can't I can't get you to that bush, right? You're never gonna get back to the bush. And that's the last thing I'll share from this that I have in my notes, which I think was super important here. That really talks about you'll never, ever, ever get to the bush without killing the man, right? And so I got to realize that there's a version of me now that must be killed and left in the sand and buried. And so that's a key piece of what we got to do, be willing to do in that scenario, right? A little deep, pretty quick though, move on. What most you don't realize, if you do this right and you're willing to do this, there's always going to be this peaking pit. But you don't realize, after a while, what happens is my new pit, so to speak, right, here tends to be higher than what? My previous peak. So if I do it right, my pit, I'm currently in, I look back from six months later, many of you have been here for a while, start to notice like I'm in the pit right now, but it's way better than I was last year in the pit. And so if I have that growth mentality where I'm willing to attack and kill that version of me and get to a zone of uncomfortable for weeks or months at a time, then all of a sudden the next version of me here is a person that just looks back at the old me and just laughs. Where the average person, they get to this next pit right here and they retract right back down to where they were before. They never move on.